Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Herbie, let's go. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. In Odyssey Station. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? There's a huge game tonight. Illinois versus Purdue at Mackey Arena. I wanted to get a preview of this game, so I reached out to my buddy, Mike Hall, from the Big Ten Network. He joins me now on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas is the best sports book. You should go there. You should hang out there. You should game there and enjoy yourself in their pool that's inside their sports book, which is pretty amazing. Hello, Mr. Hall. How are you? What's up, my man? I'm great. Yourself? I'm doing wonderfully. I'm doing wonderfully, and I'm so glad that you had time to talk about tonight's game because it's a huge game. Like this is the, it feels like the type of game that will be weighed at the end of the season when we're talking about a number one or a number two seed in a regional. So it's it's actually a huge day for the league in general. The top four teams are all playing each other. First and second, Illinois and Purdue are playing. But it all starts with third place and fourth place, Wisconsin and Michigan State on our air. So these are there's I mean we're getting to that point of the season where to your point, like these games aren't just fun anymore. It's this stuff matters and. A lot of people, not just in Big Ten country, but nationally, would argue the game of the year in college basketball was when Purdue and Illinois played earlier this year, and it went to double overtime before the Boilermakers got a win. This Purdue team might be the best Purdue team Matt Painter's ever had, and Illinois is so good. They're in the top 15, and they've barely had a chance to play together as a team without someone being out with an injury, and they might very well be peaking at the right time of the year. So this is absolutely a game that the whole country is going to be watching. What happened in that first game, and, and how big of a deal is the personnel that was either missing or injured for the Illini in this game versus tonight's game? So that one was the return, the debut, basically, of Andre Curbelo, who is there. If anyone hasn't watched Illinois, he is electric with the ball in his hands. I mean, he is freewheeling, and he will behind the back pass you. He will no look pass you. I mean, he's got crazy skills. And that was his first game back after a long time out battling concussion issues. He played great in that one. He scored 20 points, um, and he barely had any turnovers. And that's the thing that's troublesome for Illinois is 
he can be a superstar, a first-team All-Big Ten caliber player, but he can also make a lot of mistakes. And Brad Underwood knows that. He talks about it, that that's part of the gamble you take with him, but you have to let him, you know, <laughs> let his freak feathers fly because that's what makes him great is taking those risks and those chances. Um, and he was fantastic in that game against Purdue. He's been a little up and down since then, some good games, some not so good. Um, but if he's what he can be, they're a Final Four team for sure. Uh, Kofi Coburn is their big. He's an absolute monster. If you haven't watched him play, that's reason enough to watch because, I mean, he's, he's you know, he, he belongs on the alien team playing Michael Jordan. He doesn't look human. Um, and meanwhile, Purdue has not only one but two massive centers to go up against him. They only play one at a time, which is such a fascinating dynamic because Kofi plays a lot of minutes, but these other guys only play 20 a game because they rotate in and out, uh, and they're both good enough to start. Uh, Trevion Williams is often coming off the bench, but he was like a preseason Big Ten Player of the Year candidate. So there's so much star play. I didn't even mention, if I don't have you had a chance to watch Jaden Ivey play ball yet, Dude. Lawrence? Because if, oh, he's unbelievable. Yes. I, I think that, that the matchups that are in this game, whether you're talking front court or back court, are going to be fascinating. And in that first matchup, Purdue did a really good job against Kofi. Like they 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 did what they needed to do against him. And that guard matchup is going to be fantastic. You talked about Purdue and this being one of the best teams that Matt Painter has had. Why have they ascended to the top of the offensive rankings in college basketball? There's really no offensive weakness. Like when you've got two basically seven-footers who are both skilled, they're not just bigs, they're skilled, which is what they have in Zach Eady and Trevion Williams, you've always got a guy inside that the defense has to worry about. What that does is that opens up really good looks for sharpshooters, and they've got a great one in Sasha Stefanovic. He's got a really quick release. When they played uh, a month or so ago against Illinois, he hit five three-pointers. And then there's that guy we're talking about, Jaden Ivey, who does both, right? He can hit a three, but he's great in the paint. He's a slasher. He's got a mid-range. He does something that like, pardon the blasphemy, because I'm not comparing him to MJ. I'm not. But he does this thing that Jordan did, too. Remember how Jordan would jump before he knew what he was doing? And he'd be in the air, and he'd kind of look left, and he'd look right, and he'd be like, should I lay it up? Should I pass? I don't know what to do. And then he'd figure it out. Ivy does that once every game. He will jump and not have an idea what he's going to do, and he figures it out in the air, and it's insane to watch that kind of athlete is really rare and so you add that guy who can slash you add bigs in the middle you add shooters out deep that's why they're playing so well offensively and because they're a Matt Painter team they're always tough on defense Brad Underwood has done a really good job of not just making Illinois competitive but making them nationally relevant and then you add in having a player that gets to the league and then is 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 helpful in coming back and and having his his jersey retired how would you assess the job that Brad Underwood has done to kind of get the Illini back to a a, a level of not just respectability but fear inside the conference and around the country phenomenal 
would be the best way. You start to look big picture at where the program was and where it is now. You're right. He's bringing in pros. He is turning kids into pros that people didn't think would be pros. The success that Iowa has had in Chicago is fantastic for a thousand reasons. But you're right. Him coming back and wanting to be around the program is just lighting it up. Here's my favorite stat about uh, Underwood. The last eight games they've played against top ten teams – They've won seven. Like, that is, to the point of your question, like, they're not Big Ten relevant. They're nationally relevant. They are beating top ten teams almost every time they play them. We'll, we'll always, Illini fans will always wonder what last year could have been, right? The wrong matchup at the wrong time and the wrong poor performances against Loyola in that tournament. But that team was a one seed and a great one seed this team is likely to go further than them, which, granted, only means the Sweet 16, but, but they could really do some damage. They win road games. They win against teams that on paper might have better talent than them. Remember, too, they're like uh, – one of their hotshot recruits was a guy named Adam Miller who was perfectly positioned to be the star of this team once Io left because Kofi was going to be the guy getting all the attention and Miller was going to be the dude to score. He – wasn't interested in being patient, so he transferred to LSU in the offseason. He ended up getting injured, so he's not playing with them right now, but that was a massive gap for Underwood to fill. And he's filled it with Alfonso Plummer, who transferred him, who's a threat to score 20 points at any time. He's had Trent Frazier fill that gap for the Illini. He's, you know, a great defensive player, but he can step up offensively. Grandison is hitting threes for them. Like they're even getting good minutes from guys that haven't done much, like Bossman's Verdonk and Omar Payne. Like he has built depth on this roster where they are a consistent threat year in, year out. It wasn't just a guy. Like if he just had Io, it'd be understandable. Wow, that gave him a few really good years. Like, no, he's he's doing this with multiple dudes and now in multiple years. How big a deal is this, to, and how fun is this for you to have a night like this where Big Ten Network has got one of the matchups and, and the league is the story? Like you, the, the Big Ten tonight is the sports story nationally. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's you know we're, we're here for, <laughs> for everything, for the non-conference games when it's Rutgers versus you know, New Jersey Institute of Technology and Napkins. Uh, you know, like we're, we do all of those. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and 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 then when you get a top 20 matchup you know those are those are the real fun ones and it's it's always fun but again we're into that time you know there's there's that theory of, of valentine's day or at least february 1st when you can start talking tournament and you start talking brackets because you have enough data points and you have enough understanding of who these teams really are that it's not just you know a, a, a fly in the wind, you know, floating across. This is a real – you can talk about how this matters to the postseason. So, yeah, man, it's it's really fun to to be seeing the league have a spotlight like, like it has tonight. Man, it's going to be a lot of fun. What time does coverage start for you guys? We've got a tip-off show at 5.30 before Wisconsin-Michigan State. And then, listen, stick around for Northwestern Indiana. If you want to watch Illinois-Purdue, you can. But if you'd like an alternative, we got a second game at 8 o'clock as well. Mike, as always, I appreciate your time and your patience with me. Hopefully they'll, there will be baseball. Um, ah. I'm not sure about that right now, but hopefully there will be baseball and we can oh, yeah. talk about it. 
Oh, and maybe go to a game if it ever exists, if the sport is a thing in 2022. Yuck. Yeah. I feel like it might be even more fun now. I think that, that maybe, like, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and, and I'm hoping it's not a train with all the COVID stuff. Like, I can, I can barely, like, make it out in the distance. I'm like, oh, maybe. And then, then yeah. we could be together and hang out and watch baseball again. Uh, I mean, that, that dream scenario of, like, if the numbers keep going where they're going and we're in a spot where the experts say we can lift masks and we can be in public and you could be at, like, a game in April when the Sox are fighting for, you know, what could be a World Series year. God, that would be it's so enticing to think of. And I, I hate to think that they're going to screw it up and make us wait till who knows when to play. But, ugh. That would suck. But until then, there's Big Ten basketball, including the covers is going to be on Big Ten Network tonight with Mike Hall. You can check him out. He's just the best. Sir, be well. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Talk soon, Lawrence. That is Mike Hall of the Big Ten Network. Next up, we're going to talk with Brandon Scoop B. Robinson about the NBA. He's going to join us to talk about his new project that he's doing with Spotify, and we'll ask him about the Bulls. That's next here on The Score. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. It's always a treat when we get an opportunity to talk buckets with Brandon Scoop B. Robinson. This guy has been on the scene in the NBA for a couple decades now, which is weird because he's not old. He's young, but he just started young. He started when he was 12 covering the league and getting the best interviews in the NBA. And now he's got a new venture. He's a friend of the show, and we, we love to talk with our people. And we love to see when our people are doing great like he's doing right now. He joins me on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. <laughs> Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas has a great sports book. If you're going to Vegas and you want to go play, you should go play at Circa and have a wonderful time. Scoop, what's up, dude? My brother, I'm doing good. How are you? Man, I'm doing great. I, I hear you're doing better, and I like to hear that. Before we get into... The particulars of the NBA, I want to know about this this new venture that you and Spotify have put together. Scoopy Sources. It's a thing. Uh, it started actually yesterday, and uh, it, it, it drops every Monday, 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Central Time. You can listen to it by downloading the Spotify Green Room app. We talked about the C.J. McCollum trade last night. Happened today. The Portland Trailblazers and the New Orleans Pelicans made a move. We talked about it last night. The particulars were hashed out today. Those are the things that you'll hear. Scoopy sources, things you hear. Just like Dennis Schroeder is a guy that the Bulls have been watching for a while. Hmm. We didn't talk about that yesterday, but that's something that the Bulls may try to make happen if the numbers are right. So Scoopy sources is something that we started with Spotify after the success of Scoop B Radio, my podcast, which garners five to ten million streams annually. We talked, we made it happen. We're here. I'm glad that you're you're got this this platform to to keep talking about the thing that you love, which is the NBA. What do you think of what you've seen from the Bulls so far this year? Being a a franchise that has struggled for seven years since like the heyday of Derrick Rose and now finding themselves as one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference? 
man, I'm so happy for Chicago. You know that the Bulls are the team that got me hooked on the NBA back in 91. And my stepdad being from the West Side and being a Northwestern grad, I know that city very well. Man, I'm happy to see the Bulls be successful. They're not a fluke. I'm really happy for my brother, Zach Levine, because this is a guy that has sat here um, and, and been through some, some interesting things. And when you look at last season, where you had Lonzo Ball almost get to the Bulls last year, uh, Kobe White was the determining factor. The Pelicans wanted him heavy, and they waited it out. And you saw how that paid dividends during times when either injuries or COVID-19 weren't the Bulls' friend. And uh, Kobe White, Zach Levine, and, and some of the other fixtures there, including head coach Billy Donovan, my brother from Long Island, New York, uh, they, they stood the course. And despite the loss last night, the other night, I still don't think it matters. I think that's practice for, for, the, for the long haul. And in a world where, you know, the Nets, a team that is definitely uh, full of superstars, uh, are, are figuring things out. They have a skid going. The Bulls have stayed true this season. Um, and, and I like to see that success, man. I, I think that the Bulls um, are, at this point, I, I'm, I was born in the 80s, are an iconic franchise. They are, to my age group, what the Celtics and the Lakers are to my parents' age group as far as an iconic franchise and what we've seen. We've seen a full circle, man. And I think that the Bulls are definitely something to root for, something to cheer for. And I'm pleased for the city of Chicago that they're able to see a product. No Eddie Curry, no Tyson Chandler, Derrick Rose. Wish he was still in Chicago. But right now, Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic, Lonzo Ball, uh, and, and, and more importantly, DeMar DeRozan, that guy is that guy. I wanted to ask you about DeMar. We're watching DeMar DeRozan put up crazy numbers, and he's doing it primarily as a two-point scorer. I was wondering when they made the move if it made sense to have a guy whose game is kind of mid-range, and it's worked out really well. Like I feel like he and Zach flow together really well. He's been a tremendous leader for this team. But seeing it from the outside and, and all the people that you talk to around the NBA, are there people who are surprised that DeMar DeRozan has been able to be this effective of a player with his mid-range game leading the way? I'll, I'll make it simple for you. He played in Toronto and he played in San Antonio. San Antonio was more of a college-type system uh, under Greg Popovich where the coach is the face comparatively to how you look at, like, John Calipari with Kentucky or other guys in, in the college ranks. And, you know, you saw that even with Kawhi Leonard, where people were surprised at how he was able to transition from San Antonio system, San Antonio guy, to looking uh, – I, I don't want to compare him, but just for context purposes, because I don't want to get yelled at. But being Michael Jordan-esque on Toronto, meaning Kawhi and how he played and how they won a championship, both offensively and defensively. And so when I look at comparison with DeMar DeRozan – uh, I think in a world where everybody loves the three-point shot, either from the point guard, the Steph Currys of the world, or even seeing guys like a Brooke Lopez uh, not too far in, in Milwaukee or, or, or Dwight Howard kind of extend their range outside of just being post-type uh, players, you have DeMar DeRozan, who in my mind, I'm a fan of his mid-range game, just like I'm a fan of, 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 of Jimmy Butler, former Bulls mid-range game. I think – those mid-range players are such a unicorn because everybody takes threes. So I also think being in Chicago is further, further east or in a top five market where people are like, wow, he's that good. 
He's always been that good. You just noticed it because he's in Chicago with the Bulls, and they're a top team in the Eastern Conference. Brandon Scoop B. Robinson joining me here on The Score for a few minutes. You can check him out. Spotify Green Room. He's got the, the, the new joint, Scoop B. Sources, which you need to check out if you are a hoops head. How do you explain what's happening with the Brooklyn Nets right now? Uh, pressure is a privilege. When you look at the Nets and, and, and their position last year, that was the window to get it done. And it's interesting because I always use this analogy on other shows. And although I'm at Spotify, Bally Sports Network is my home day-to-day. And I talked about this. Um, there was a player who was on the move and a, free, a top free agent. I spoke to him on the phone and I asked him, what was your – if you had to pick between the Heat, the Bucks, and the Nets, who would you pick? What team would you join? And they said, well, the Bucks I would like because I think there's some continuity there. And this is like months before they won the championship. He said, I like Miami because they're dogs. I like the way they play. But Brooklyn, I got some questions. They said, I have questions about Kyrie's mental. I have questions about James Harden's conditioning. And I have questions about Kevin Durant's ability to maintain throughout a whole season after a major injury. It feels like he showed up because while the Nets didn't go to the finals, those are some of the same issues that are happening right now. But I won't kick a dog when he's down. I think the biggest thing is, number one, will Kyrie get the vaccine? I don't think that's likely. If you pay attention to my reporting, you know that I know. Uh, James Harden, we got to get to the trading deadline to see what happens because those guys in Philadelphia are smoking. And then number three, you look at Kevin Durant, those injuries, the, the, the issue that he has now. That's why he's out, and that's why they have this kid. They got to get healthy, and it's got to be more than those three guys. But I do like their supporting cast, guys like Kessler Edwards, Blake Griffin, and others. They got to get it together. Kyrie Irving's a part-time player. James Harden is dealing with hammy stuff right now and trade rumors. I think the biggest thing is the spotlight is bright on them. Same issue the Lakers have. If those guys are healthy on both the Lakers and the Nets, we may be having a different conversation, but shoulda, coulda, woulda doesn't put them in first place. That's what the Chicago Bulls are. I'll, I'll get to the Lakers, but I want to stay on the Nets for a second. The trade deadline is coming up. There was some noise about James Harden being a, a trade piece, going back with his, his old boss in Philadelphia, what are you hearing? Is that is that real? The the idea of Harden and Ben Simmons, and or is that a move that happens in the postseason, not during the season? So I spent about a week in Philadelphia last week uh, with the team, uh, and what I will tell you is number one, Daryl Morey salivates over the opportunity to have James Harden in Philadelphia so much so that when he was an executive in Houston. He wanted to pair he and Joel Embiid together back then in Houston, but couldn't get it done. There was definitely talks about that, but nothing materialized. Number two, there are some things that point just relationship-wise to how Harden could make it happen. Tad Brown, a guy who is now the CEO of the Philadelphia 76ers, um, he was formerly in Houston, and from what I'm told, he was the gum that you sticked on the, stuck on the pipes to keep the faucet from leaking in the sewer. I think there's some relationship things there. Then you look at Michael Rubin and the relationship that he has with rappers, particularly social change, Jay-Z, Meek Mill, all of that stuff. But as it relates specifically to James Harden, what I can tell you is he does communicate on the side of Philadelphia as well as Brooklyn because of those natural relationships. And I'll tell you that he's telling one group of people one thing, telling another group something else. But mm. you got to kind of take that with a grain of salt. The Nets are not doing well right now. And superstars do vent. They're normal people. 
But the Ben Simmons thing gets a little bit more tricky. Number one, I think in this situation, I believe that the Nets currently have more leverage because James Harden is currently still under contract, but he can walk. The Nets don't want to necessarily have him walk without getting anything. The Sixers have more leverage as it relates to Ben Simmons because they don't have to trade him. They're not required to trade him. He wants out. But if you paid attention to my reports back in 2019, Simmons has wanted out since 2019. A lot of it has to do with the fact the fans. Fans can be unruly. They can be rude. Um, but they're also loyal if you play good basketball. And I think what Ben Simmons needs is a tale of the tape, similar to what Kyrie Irving needed. When Kyrie wasn't playing because of New York laws and vaccination rules, when he finally got on the court and played, he showed people what he can do. Last time we saw Ben Simmons was in the playoffs against the Atlanta Hawks. Personally, I think it would make sense for the Nets and the Sixers to have a conversation this offseason because I do think that uh, the grass is not always green on the other side. But the other side of the coin is this. Joel Embiid needs help. That boy can play. I sat down with Joel two weeks ago, and he talked about some of the greats that he watched. Patrick Ewing, Hakeem Olajuwon, Kobe. Dirk Nowitzki, he said he's going to make it his business to do what he needs to do to be one of the greats. In the words of the great DJ Khaled, that's cloth talk. Get that man something so those guys can compete. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to tell you something. Those Sixers players, the Tobias Harris's, the Tyrese Maxey's, the Seth Curry's, yo, those guys rallied behind Joel Embiid. Tobias Harris told me the other day, Man, I want to throw Joel Embiid a lob. Joel Embiid does everything. He, he does hair. He sells, concession, he sells seats. He works the concession stand. Oh, and he scores baskets, too. He's there, LeBron James. Get that man some help. So if it's not James Harden, get him somebody. Scoop B joining me here. You need to check him out. Scoop B sources on Spotify, Green Room. Russell Westbrook is one of my favorite players in the league. I love the amount of fury that he plays with but i also think that sometimes it doesn't particularly serve him well especially when he's not going well he's defiant Mm -hmm. to a fault and and i love like there i love that about him how can he get to being a player that makes the lakers better and not having the crowd in la screaming don't shoot when he gets the ball in his hands well, the problem is, number one, their record. And their record is indicative upon a myriad of things, injuries, COVID-19, and just them being an older team. And those guys that they brought in, Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook, and then, of course, LeBron and AD being on that team, AD included, Chicago's own, because all those guys were used to being the focal points on their former team. Now they're bringing it together. It, it gives me 2006 Miami Heat vibes. Bunch of veterans either still sustainable on their way out or going into uh, front office roles and and what have you once they retire. Specifically to the issue of Russell Westbrook, um, I I think the the issue is not just his shooting, but the fact that both he and LeBron need the ball in their hands in order to be successful. And I, I think that in order for Russell Westbrook to mesh within the Bulls, uh, nucleus, either they're going to have to bring in a point guard at the trading deadline. I know one guy that they were looking at was one in Justin Holiday who was traded today. Um, but I know that 
they need a, a traditional tra- distributing point guard that can kind of offset Russell, J- LeBron-type situations. LeBron would have to channel his inner Miami Heat when they won their first championship with Wade, Bosch, and, and LeBron. But also, I, I think shot selection has always been something that people who observe basketball have always questioned with Russ. You either love him or you hate him, and you love him for the same reason you hate him. And so I, I think in this situation, they need help. I mean, we've been without Malik Monk, uh, and he's, he, he's back. You've been without Kendrick Nunn. Uh, Trevor Reza was, was on the men. Uh, LeBron, Anthony Davis was hurt for some time. Then when Anthony Davis comes back, LeBron comes, is out again. You know, I talked to AD last week, and he said to me, you know, I'm taking it a day at a time. I won't complain. I'm going to keep on moving and keep on keeping on. But some of the other rotations – uh, are kind of interesting. Like you, you, you have DeAndre Jordan, but you don't really use him. Um, you, 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 Malik Monk. People are comparing him to J.R. Smith. I, I hope that's the good parts of J.R. Smith. At this point, it has been. Uh, but, but ultimately, when I look at the Lakers, they're frustrated because um, you, you have a bunch of names. But this is a, probably a concoction that should have been created two to three years prior. But I also think that when you look at the Lakers overall, I won't bash them. I, I, I do think. But the first part of the season, the first half of the season, was really about gelling anyway. Who's to say after the All-Star break that they won't click on all cylinders? I won't give up on the Lakers just yet. As always, sir, I love when you come visit the show. Congratulations on, on the new deal with Spotify. Scoop B Sources, Spotify Green Room. You can check out Scoop B there. You could also watch him on Bally's, hanging out with some of my people over there at Bally's. Man, it's good to see everyone coming up and doing well Continued success, sir, and thank you for the time. Brother, and check everything out at Scoop B on Twitter, Scoop underscore, or Scoop B on Instagram as well. Scoop B on Twitter and Instagram. You can find everything I have going on. Thank you for the opportunity, brother. All the time. That's Brandon Scoop B. Robinson. He's such a fun follow. Knows a lot. Has done interviews, like, all over the place, and his story is wonderful. He's a a kid that was like, man, I want to do this, and knew from the time that – he was 10 years old that he wanted to do this and work towards it and was interviewing people. Like he's got like some of the photos of him as a kid, like interviewing some of the biggest stars in the game back in the nineties is dope, man. And I always look for, for him to be on the show to, to talk about the league. Cause I know that he knows it in a very intimate way. We need to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about trying to figure out what to do about the Super Bowl. I, Hear me out. I'll share with my thoughts on it next here on The Score. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. I've been thinking about the Super Bowl, and I haven't watched a ton of coverage because obviously there's been other stuff that's been going on. But when I start to think about the matchup between the teams and I look at what the Rams have on the defensive side, like starting with Aaron Donald and Von Miller's out there, and Jalen Ramsey's out there, and Leonard Floyd is out there. And then you compare that to the offensive line of the Bengals, and you're like, Joe Burrow's going to get killed. Like, this this should be an easy game for the Rams. Then you look on the offensive side and see Stafford and, and, and that playing well over the last few weeks, and Odell Beckham is fitting perfectly. Cooper Cup is amazing. Maybe the best season that a wide receiver has ever had. And I go, 
there's no way that Cincinnati can win this game. And I would think about, like, do I bet money on FanDuel and all this stuff? And then I go, but Joe Burrow is that dude. Like, that's the only thing that has me not, like, pounding a play on the Rams is that I've seen him dash my, my squad's hopes, Alabama. I've seen him do it in a big way. You've seen him now in the NFL playoffs, like the moment not be too big. And I'm just going, everything seems like it is leaning towards the Rams hoisting the Lombardi trophy, except for that Joe Burrow is that dude. So I'm going to need a couple more days, and obviously I have a couple more days before I make a pick. But I swear the scales of justice say Rams. But damn it, Joe Burrow is that dude. And we all got to come to grips with that when we make our play. Talk to Parkinson Spiegel next here on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 